entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our life. You think this adapter? Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 378. And it's Tuesday, September 14th. 2021. <sighs> this is the first time the whole gang is here in probably two months, don't you think? It seems like since we're back from the trip, we haven't all been together. But Jeff is here, Layton is here, and Theodore is here. And you can hear my voice. Yeah, Ruben's here too. It's not an illusion. <clears throat> Who knew? Anyway, um, Jeff, we've been trying to get to your Italy story for a long time, and I'm hoping today you'll you'll provide that yeah, for it's, us. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a whole month. I forget. Even... I forget what happened. Oh, great. We lost all that good content. Um, it's all g- lost in Jeff's mind. We also have some an edible from San Francisco. Oh, really? Actually, that's where I bought it. But it's a Biscoff cracker, and it's the best. It's like graham crackers uh, meat... I don't know. Don't they have those on airplanes? Yeah. These are the best crackers, like sweet kind of crackers, you have ever tasted. They're good with coffee. They're good with milk. They're good with coffee. They're good plain. They're good in a plain. Did you know that they make make cookie butter out of these? No. They actually do. They make cookie butter out of these. You can buy... I never heard of cookie butter. Yeah, you can go to the store... And you can buy cookie butter, and it is literally this cookie grinded up into powder, or into butter. So if you like graham crackers, this is like... Should we eat this with or without the coffee? With the coffee, yeah. probably. Right. And then I also had Biscoff with vanilla uh, cream inside. Ooh. So like Oreos. Ooh. Like yeah. Oreos. Well, yep. this is the ritzy version. This of is Oreo. bougie. Oreos. Yeah. Great. You don't like when people say bougie. No, I don't. Why not? It's Fine. just, I don't like the word. What does it mean? It's bourgeoisie. Is that how you say it? Bourgeoisie? What the, uh, I just the Russians? I, like communism. Sounds more French. So you're using Bourgeois, communist no, words. Bourgeoisie was like the rich people, right? So you're yeah, being classist. Fr- oh, it's French. Okay. Mm, this is so good. Revolution? I couldn't help it. Uh, Ruben, you're just making me start. The coffee's not even ready yet. That's how good this is. I mean, I guarantee you, half our listeners are probably on their computer right now, going to Amazon to try you to find this guy. They probably don't have a computer that they're using. They're probably using their phone. Anyway. But they can't because they're driving and they're going to crash. There's this... We were, the place where we bought it escalated this... escalated very quickly. The place where we bought these... They're, they're about to... Dri- drive uh, Bisk off the road. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Pier 51 in San Francisco. Is that next to Pier 52? Yep, N53. N50. Anyway, it's kind of like a Navy Pier in Chicago. Oh, yeah. There's like shops and restaurants. Indoor gardens. Um, there's not indoor gardens, Seafood. and there's also not rides that I saw. But there's restaurants, and there's a store. There's the Biscoff store is there. And you can get Biscoff lattes. You can get Biscoff coffee. You can get crackers. Peanut butter. You can get Biscoff 
I don't spread. I'm not sure what they call it. Yeah, I'd be open to t- taste yeah, it's, some it's of that. cookie butter. It didn't make it home. It was so good. We ate it. It did make it home, but it didn't make it. It didn't last this long. Well, mm. speaking of edibles, um, I also brought some edibles home from my trip, mm-hmm. and I ate the last one yesterday. I Jeff. brought home four boxes. Here, pass this around and have uh, nice. of of um, Nutella. They're called Nutella Be Ready. Nutella Be Ready. It sounds like Nutella evangelism. Like, yeah. Be ready. Peter, I can't. I can't read. Oh, no, it's not yet ready yet. The coffee's not ready yet. How long? How many minutes is Four. it? Oh, I thought it was three. I'm just kind of freaked out oh. that like both this this Biscoff so. cookie and these vanilla creams, they're. They have lotus written on them, and <laughs> it's like, why would you eat a cookie made made from, out of lotus lo- locusts? <laughs> We're missing locusts and wild honey. So th- this this edible is the, the best hand. Like these cookies are amazing, and these cookies I would say are probably number two on my list. But these Wait, what's number one? The Nutella Be Ready's are number one. Where's Oreos? Imagine this. Uh, bot number three. Okay. Yeah, imagine a breadstick. Uh, that's made of kind of like a, a waferish kind of material, okay? That crunches in your mouth, kind of like those those thin wafers mm-hmm. that are like filled, like layered. The sweet ones. Yeah, they're crunchy. It's that consistency of crunchy. But then uh, the breadstick is divided up into three pockets, and in between each pocket, there's like a dip in the breadstick. All right, so it's like they took a a, bre- a a loaf that was hollow in the center and smashed it in two places to divide it up into three pockets. And the inside is filled with Nutella and bits of hazelnut. Hmm. And so it's like the perfect combination of crunchy and chocolatey and creamy and the flavor's amazing. And the, the biscuit is is not the flavor. Yeah, the it's biscuit the carrier. The biscuit is the crunch of it. And it is just so good. Wow. And it's, it's like super not messy to eat. And it's just... Oh. Mm. So, so it's an uh, it's an, an office, office friendly yeah. snack. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. So those are called All right. Well, Jeff, <laughs> you can buy them on Amazon. They're a little I'm, expensive, I'm but they're, they're really good. They're really Why good. don't you share an Italy story? It has been so long since we went on our trip to Italy. Uh, it's been a month now. Wow. And let me just tell you, traveling during COVID is just. Don't swear. The, the the vacation is fun. Okay, we this was probably one of the most fun trips that I've ever been on. It was just super enjoyable. It was it was more laid back than a lot of the other trips that I've done, and we still got to do a lot of fun stuff. Um, and we got to see really cool stuff. We got to do really cool stuff. But getting there was just a pain because I wasn't sure there. It wasn't clear on online anywhere whether um, Italy would allow us into the country with just a negative COVID test. That's what some websites said. Other websites said you had to be vaccinated. We were just not sure. And we finally, I was just finally like, I think I'm doing it right. And I think I called, no, I didn't even call anybody. I just, I just looked and I was like, finally decided that yes, we can go in if we just get a negative COVID test before we arrive. So that had to be within 48 hours of arrival. And our total travel time was about 13 hours, I think. So 
48 minus 13 leaves us with like, uh, what is that? It's a little over 30 hours. So basically a day before mm-hmm. we had to depart, we had to get our COVID tests. But um, the airline, uh, they have a policy that if you test positive for COVID, you can reschedule your flight for free or get a, or get a refund if you cancel before online check-in starts. Which is 24 hours? Which is 24 hours before. Okay. So we had a window of, of, of about eight hours that we really needed to get tested in. Mm-hmm. And it ended up not working out. And so we Aww. just... I got tested on Saturday morning before we left. Got my negative test results. And then uh, Louisa just... It just didn't work. And so she just got tested the next day. We knew that we were fine. But we just wanted to, you know... Mm-hmm. We wanted to, you know, check off all the boxes of, of being cautious. Because... We're like, we finally get able to, you know, we're finally able to go on this trip. And so, Layton, you want to pour this little coffee? Yeah, I can. Thank you. I can divvy it out. Oh. I think it's so weird that you just had to get tested to go to, to, go to Italy, yet you can't go to Speak Canada. up a little bit. You can't go to Canada without getting vaccinated. I know, I know it's That's bad. ridiculous. You, well, you can't today. <laughs> so... So anyways, we get over there. Okay, so so we're on our way. And I, I'm like, okay, I know all the stuff we have to fill out. And so we filled out our um, uh, Italy passenger, they call it a passenger locator form. No, we couldn't fill that out because we didn't have seat numbers for our tickets. Okay. But we couldn't check in because we didn't have that filled out. And so we were like, we have no idea what to do. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, so there's that one. Cup. Has has ever l- less coffee been poured in that amount of time? I don't think so. The people that complain about the coffee sound like somebody peeing are actually right this time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so so we were like, we don't know what to do. We can't even check in. So we're going to go to the airport. So we went to the airport and. We're like, okay, we we've got this form, but we can't fill it out because um, because we need uh, seat numbers. And the person's like, no, you have to have that before you check in. Just put in twenty two A. Oh, that's why I get so frustrated it's with. It's like, why do you have me fill it in if you just want me to put something dumb in there? Yeah. And so, yeah. So we got that form filled in. And and then we went up to the register and they're like, oh, do you have your uh, UK digital passenger locator form filled out yet? Did no UK digital passenger locator form. Yeah. And so it's basically where you form, going what to is, the UK? We're transiting. We're, we landed in London and flew and out. And then London. transitioned and tra- into like Italy. like we had a layover. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Transition. And so then we had to fill that out too. So. We arrived at the airport three hours before our flight on the dot, okay? And we were walking up to our gate as the plane started boarding. And we stopped for the bathroom once. And it, it was just, it was it was so bad. Yeah. Anyways, so then we get there, we, we go through, everything was fine. Um, we got into Italy. Uh, oh, oh, oh. And we fill out the the Italian online locator form that says basically it says where you're staying in case you know you get COVID or whatever and they know where to find you. They just want to know where you are. Yeah. Whatever. And so we're they just want to know where you are. It's not that big a exactly. deal. All the time. I mean. 
So, so we're, we're, we're on the plane, we're about ready to land in Italy, and they come around with these papers that, that we have to fill out. And they're like, if you did this online, you don't have to fill it out. Oh, like, oh we did it online. Great. And so we land, we get in the airport, and... Why didn't you fill this th- out? They are psycho. Papers, please. They are psycho about masks over there. You have to have a surgical mask on. Oh. Surgical? Oh, so you got to have the old N95. It has to be the N95 cloth surgical masks. Oh. N95, y'all. And we get into the airport, and they're like, hey, do you have this form? And I'm like, yeah, we filled it online. No, no, you have to fill out the paper. Well, anyways, so we fill out the paper, and then when we went to get in line to go through customs, the 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 line was was like there was no line to get like you know how they have those zigzag lines set up. Yeah. There was no entrance. There was no way to get in to start the line to start the line, and so There's we no and a whole bunch of other people just ducked underneath, <laughs> like and we and we looked at the security. There's a security guard standing there. He's like points. Like over there to go over there, so we went over there, but there was still no line over there. It's like it was just weird. go to the opening. Oh, and these papers, these papers were like like copied, and they were copied crooked. Oh, and and they were very That's how vague. Un- like it we had was. no idea what to fill in, and we knew probably that if we would do one wrong thing, they would just make a big stink about it, right? So, they ask you questions like, "Do you need to quarantine?" I don't know if I need to quarantine. You tell me. No, the answer is no, no, Jeff. No, the answer is definitely no. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, and then we get up to the thing, and then the people there, they're so psycho about their masks, and the people there, they're wearing their mask, like, below their nose. Uh, And so it's like, oh, well, why are you making me wear a specific mask if you're not even wearing your mask right? Yeah. And then they just grabbed the paper. They didn't even look at it. And they put it on a stack and filed it away somewhere. And other than that, it was pretty easy to get in. It's... Yay! <laughs> oh, wow. Ugh. Yeah, it's that right there is bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. It, when it's it like, is. oh, well, we need you to fill out this form that we don't actually look at, but we require it. So that and that that's because it's part of the regulations that we're supposed and if to you did it, by. And if you did it online, you don't need to do it in paper. But if you didn't fill out the paper, you do need to fill out the paper. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's according to so, the newest regulations that so just came out. Our, tri- our trip was really fun. Our, our trip, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and saw, uh, we went to a, a massive cave. The first thing we did, we went to a massive cave in Italy. And we stayed with a guy that knew English really well. It, it was in the middle of, of the tiniest Italian town. Like, our car, we had a, a miniature car. Okay, it was, like, super, super tiny. What was it? What smaller? Was it? Yacht Panda. Is that smaller oh, than the one that's yeah, at solar, solar Energy? Uh, yeah, it's shorter. Wow. It's it's very small. It's, it's smaller a, it's, than a 500. Uh, it's the next size bigger from a 500. Oh, okay. It's a four-seater version. Uh, it had four doors. Um, oh, but, that's cool. But we, we drive over there, and... And that car, that tiny car, scraped the ground when we were going up to our house. And it was like... What do you like, mean, scraped the ground? Like, we, went, so we had to go up a hill, and it was like the, the, the road was flat, and the hill went so sharply that our bumper scraped when we went up. Wow. And this was in the middle of town, of this town. It was a tiny town. But it was beautiful. And it was, like, perfect. And it was like, we, we chilled there, and um, it, gorgeous countryside. And then we went to a cave the next day. We visited, uh, there's a... There's a Nearby the cave, there's this chapel that's built into a cave in the mountain. And you have to walk up 
like three quarters of a mile up a really steep path. It's like steep the whole way. Oh boy! Up to this thing, and then and then there's like a, a cave and the, literally a chapel just built inside the cave. Super cool. Mm. Do, do you remember what it was called? In case someone wants to look it up. Um, it's called the. I have it pinned here somewhere. I never got one of those wafers. Are you serious, Clark? Here, I'll give you my half. Here, I had some. You have my half. Thank you. Uh, what's it called? I have it saved right here. It is the... Not that. Make sure you smell it first, because there's actually a little joy in mm. smelling it. It's the um, Santura, Santuario di Santa Maria. So, anyways, it's, it's, it's super cool. I'll show you guys a picture here. This is a, this is a picture of it. Oh, wow. It's like it's very legit. Wow! And it was is definitely a worth the climb. Hmm? Is that a mosque? No, it's just a. It's a. It's all. Everything's Catholic over there. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, then we went to Venice. Had a great time in Venice. Um, we stayed about forty minutes boat ride away from Venice, in uh, on an island called Burano. It has about two thousand people living there, maybe less. And so there, it wasn't near as touristy, and it was just really cool. We had a super, super awesome Airbnb there. Um, Do you think, could you live in Venice, or maybe the other island you were at, it had, yes. it didn't have streets, it had, uh, yeah, you, you like it was water. or ride a boat, yeah. You could live there, you think? I, I think I would enjoy it. Man, I, I like the earth. Wide streets. Well, and walking, um, walking on on dirt and grass. It does flood, and that's the downside. Like I'm not sure I could deal with the flooding like that, but but the vibes. It's just like it's super laid back. How they would you like, feel? It was about 85 degrees, and they were like, "Man, it is so hot that the <laughs> factories had to shut down." <laughs> well, the glass factories, which they deal with hot stuff too, but it's just like. The glass wow. factories. It's already like 500 degrees in there, and it's like, what's two degrees more? I know. <laughs> Italians. I know. But so, so it's like, pansies. it's like very chill. Pasta making pansies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw the, the cathedral of San Marcos, St. Mark's Cathedral is wow. really cool because you walk that, in there and it's like all gold on the ceiling everywhere. Is that by like a big courtyard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we were there at that courtyard, but I don't think we yeah. went inside. It's that. like if you if you any of the movies that okay. feature Venice have St. Mark's Basilica, like you see the outside of it for sure. It's it's very cool. They have a a, a digital clock <clears throat> that was built in the 1400s. What? And it works by um there's there's like there's like a normal round clock, but it stopped working, but the other workings of it still work and there's this big wheel with 12 faces on it. And it, actually, there's two. There's one for the, the hours and one for the minutes. And it just rotates inside the building, and, like, one face of it is shown at a time. So it's like a, yeah. And then and then every five minutes, it, like, turns. And then... The 1400s. Yes, built in the 1400s. That is cool. Super cool. That's cool. And then on the top of the building, there's a guy that has a hammer in his hand and a bell. And, and at, on the hour... He like his whole body rotates and like hits the bell and however many times the hour is, mm -hmm. whatever. Super, super. Wait, cool. a real guy or a statue? It's a statue. <laughs> and that's all mechanical. It's all mechanical. That wow. It it was so cool. That was in the That uh, was in Venice. What was that in Saint Saint Mark's? It's right right next to Saint Mark's. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Super cool. So Neat. like very innovative. Yeah. Um So wait, you're saying that they can they can do that. 
They can make a digital clock back in the 1400s, but they can't figure out a way how to make so that their entire city doesn't slip into the water. <laughs> okay. What well, is the story the city, behind the that? The city is slowly sinking, but like super, super slow. Yeah, well, it's, it's so slow that that digital clock will definitely get But what happens is it floods. It, it has extra high tide. Oh, okay. They call it aqua alta, and it's like an extra, extra high tide. And it's usually, you know, maybe a foot of water, maybe two feet of water. But the last couple of times that they've had it, um, it was like it was like waist deep. Bottom. In the streets. Waist in deep. The streets, it, everywhere. Not, uh, yeah. Man. And the last, actually. The but the digital clocks don't work left, in. They just need to add another floor and raise the streets another floor. The day after happened. we left, they had a surprise aqua alta. So like you missed it. It was completely unpredicted, and they just and, and we totally missed it. Oh, but it was wow. knee deep water. Uh, are in you some imagine so dragging wait, your luggage around? And are you water. sad that you missed it, or are you glad that you? Missed I, it? I I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been bad if you would have been staying there that day, but leaving on a knee deep yeah, water yeah, that that would not awful. have been fun. And it wasn't like it's only in some places that is that deep. It's not that deep everywhere, but it's still yeah. Everyone has canoes though already. Yeah, they all have boats. Yeah. Do they have Uber over there? Could you not there? Uber gondola. It's, it's they have Uber <laughs> The gondolas are like part of a union or something, oh. and they all charge the same amount of money, and it's really expensive. It's like ninety bucks an hour to drive a gondola around. Wow. Yeah, but he sings while you do it. Oh no, that's that's a special. Thing. <laughs> that's group tours. That's I'm paying ninety dollars an hour, and you don't even sing while you <laughs> take me to my destination. Well, you're a uh, dumb American. Well, yeah, that's why I'm paying $90 an hour. <laughs> we went on a gondola ride, and, like, the, there was, it was a group ride, so there's, like, six or seven boats in a row, you know, gondolas or whatever. But you were on your own. But, but we Louis. and two other people were in this one. Oh, okay. They're pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two other people were, like, not used to being in boats at all. Oh. And the driver was hilarious. He was, like, intentionally, like, almost tipping the boat, like, all the time. And then whenever he um, would go under a bridge... He would like make this big deal about oh man oh man oh no no you know just whatever and saying something in Italian that you couldn't even understand it was just hilarious. Well, your canoe trip I'm sure prepared you for this gondola. Oh yeah, you were not scared of anything. No, like telling the other couple. Oh no, we just went on like a huge canoe trip. My wife, she's pregnant, and she. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a blast. And then from there, uh, we went to. Um, there's these five little cities along the west coast of Italy. So we drove about four or five hours, five hours, across Italy to the other side. Um, and we were scheduled to take a boat ride on the Mediterranean, but unfortunately, um, somebody's phone. Anyways, unfortunately, we um, the, the, the weather was too bad and we weren't able to go. But we still did go down into the city and it was, it was really cool. Um, but... And then we went to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, climbed mm. up that. Did you oh, so pretend you can go up to... It? Yeah, you can go up in it. Oh, Did sweet. you pretend to be leaning on it or pretend to be oh, holding yeah, it sure. up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, everybody does that. Picture. You have to. Mm. You have to. Yeah. What was your... Was Were you holding it up with your hand? Did you use your foot? I, I used were my finger because it? your hand is kind of hard to, like, position right and make it look right in a photo. But a finger isn't too bad. Oh, well, yeah. You basically, at that point, you're just moving the camera. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I think I would have just made my elbow hold it up. So, interesting facts about the Leaning Tower of Pisa couple. Uh, one is that in, during World War II, the U.S. suspected that 
the Germans were using it as a station, uh, like a radio station. To make station. pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were going to bomb it. They were oh. going to blow it up. And the, the U.S. general came here, came in to like like survey the site or whatever to, to bomb it. He was like, we can't blow this thing up. It's too cool. And so it's still standing because of him. Wow. Uh, and then over the... like, Were they using it, though? I don't know. They probably were. Ever since it was built, it had been. It was built on soft ground, and the foundation wasn't made right, and so it was like tipping and tipping and tipping. And by by nineteen eighty something, it was tipped ten degrees, like it was going to fall over, like for sure. And they closed it off and put two hundred and some tons of lead on the one side of it, two hundred, and dug the dirt out of underneath of it. So that it tipped back, and now it's leaning only five degrees. So pictures that wow. you see of it, it was leaned about twice as twice. far. Wow! And, and like when that? you see it, and that was it, that was in the eighties, seventies, eighties that they did it. When you're see, when you went to see it, were you like, hold it, this thing is leaning? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's leaning pretty good. Like how tall is it? Uh, maybe one hundred eighty feet. And when you're wow, climbing so up the inside, so it's like the the steps go almost. It feels like the steps go almost flat. Like you, like you're walking on oh. steps, but you're not really going up. And then the other side, it's like very steep. Hold it, we're going up, and you almost feel like you're going to slip because it's all marble. Oh, well, that's um, safe. So why wouldn't they just put an elevator shaft going up in the middle? That would straighten it out even more. <laughs> it's and actually you have a beam going from bottom to top in the middle that's straight up and down, and it's like it's you can see how bad it is way off. Oh, okay, and you're getting closer to it and then farther away from the beam, right? Well, well, you can't see it until you're at the top. There's a hole in the middle. There's actually a hole in the middle all the way down, like you can see down. It's wow. kind of cool. What was it originally built to be? <clears throat> it's the bell tower for the church that it's next to. So they have bells up on top. Okay, hey, when was it built? Do you it was know? to make pizzas. Oh, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. It was a very tall oven. <laughs> Hold it. 1173. Yeah. That is crazy. This stuff over there is just super old. Wow. Oh, but it was, hold it, that's when it was started. Oh. But it wasn't finished until 200 years later. And, and this is the crazy thing <clears> because <throat> unions. the Colosseum was built in 10 years. That. What happened? What happened? What happened? What? Uh, the, what I don't that? know. That was weird. It played. What's crazy is the, the <laughs> length of time that it took to... Uh, to build that thing, to build that tower, is almost, I mean, it's not as long as the age of America. Yeah. But we're, it's the majority of it. How well, old is America? 250? 250 years old? Well, I bet Indiana Earth was working on it. <laughs> and that's why the foundation's all messed up. <laughs> it's exactly. over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, was it a private venture? Or was this like the government? It's the government. Yeah, you, it's a. No, it's I'm a saying problem. no. When it was built, it was probably the church. Church. Oh, church. The church funded it because so, the would uh, the Colosseum would have been the government. They were relying they have, like, on yeah. volunteer yeah. labor. Oh, the Colosseum. Every Saturday, let's go. We'll get <laughs> time to work on the bell tower again. That's how some of the how long some of the work projects. So and so, uh, you know, uh, J- Johnny the Digger, uh, he he said that he'll take care of the footers. 
<laughs> I was like, we trust you. Yeah, he said he'll do a really good price. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. All right, when we're when we're done with this this tower, we're gonna ring the bell in your honor because you donated the footers. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he said he's got it covered. Um, but so then from there we went to Rome, and on the way to Rome we stopped in at this is a super cool village and it's a really old village um, <clears throat> built imagine a giant bowl in in like a big valley that's kind of shaped like a bowl and it's probably 10 or 15 miles across massive okay and in the center there's like it's as if God just took a giant donut and smashed it down into the earth because there's like a hump in the center and it's really small and there's like a little castle like built on top of it and it was super cool but we didn't actually go to it because it would take way too long to walk and we were both like super shot it was very you know what it's called jeff it is called um donut donut castle donut castle uh what's it called i ate one of those ones (laughs) uh if you look up uh Regio, speak english b-a-g-n-o-r-e-g-i-o B B A G bag <laughs> bag no there I found it Reggio oh wow it's super cool that is neat um, and it's just kind of sitting out there in the middle of nowhere like it's just there like you're driving through the normal countryside it's like you were driving through the middle of of northern Indiana and all of a sudden there's just like this thing and it's super cool yeah that background there. does look like northern Indiana <laughs> hmm that is really neat. So it's not occupied, or it, it, that's where the village is today. You're saying? Yeah, there's there's like a bigger village that's that's on the on the edge of the bowl. Oh, that's a lot of okay, steps. but there's it's it's very touristy. It's super touristy. Yeah, wow. that's neat. But so basically, like the the pictures that you see of it is basically all that we saw because we didn't want to walk a half a mile because you had to go down a ton of steps and then across the bridge for like half a mile and then up and and mm-hmm. we had already walked a half a mile. So wow. you were done. We were just done. It was very hot. Hey, you also saw a castle, a special castle, that's that's uh, famously photographed. Um, um, which one was this? It's the one that it kind of looks like it's just very flat all the way just around it, and it's just it almost looks like it's a castle. Oh man, that. It's got a very, very tiny little fence around it. Uh, when the water's like low. Oh, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was on my other Europe trip. Oh, oh. Was that in France? That's in France. That's in France. What, what's that one called? That's called uh, Mont Saint Michel. Mont Saint Michel. Uh, anyways, then we went to Rome. Rome was super cool. We saw all the stuff: uh, the Vatican, the uh, Sistine Chapel. We saw the Colosseum. We went to the catacombs. Um, yeah, the Colosseum was built in in about ten years. By the way, if you guys go to Europe, do Airbnb guides. They are way better than just some random guide you find on because they actually have to be good in order to keep their ratings up. Mm. And we took a tour of the of the the the, the Palatine, uh, the Roman Forum, and the Colosseum together. With the with the bottom half of the Colosseum that they now have opened up, like the underground Colosseum, and and this dude 
the guy that gave the tour was the most interesting tour guide ever. Like, you could just tell that he absolutely loved the history, and he could have stood at each place and talked for hours just about that thing. Like, he just he just knew it back and forth, and he loved it. And he told all these cool stories about, like, you hear about Greek and Roman mythology, or Roman mythology, and, like, he told how Rome was started and how how the myth actually was this, and it's still... Like, Rome was supposedly started by uh, twins that were raised by a she-wolf. Okay, by a wolf. Okay. And that's, and that's like, oh, they were raised by a wolf. Oh, so cool. But actually, uh, wolf is the same word that was used for a prostitute. <laughs> and so they were actually the children of a prostitute. Yeah. And like, and like, it's like stuff like that that you just wouldn't know and you yeah. can't find anywhere. Um, super cool. Anyways. But yeah, the Colosseum was built. A lot of people, it seems like they don't really like tour, uh, tour guides, but good tour guides make a place. Yes. Because they have, yes. yeah, history and stories that just make the place come alive. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. That's why they always get me to be the tour guide at PWI. <laughs> you just make the steel come alive. I make it come alive. Yeah. And here's Dylan on the saw. Dylan. 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 He doesn't run the saw anymore. No, he's a he's a fabricator. He's a fabricator. Good for him. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the um, saw. Some cool stuff about the 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 uh, Coliseum. So the guy that was building it. Um, he, he, they had just captured Jerusalem and they just imported a bunch of slaves from Jerusalem. So they had like 30,000 slaves to work on this thing. Wow. It's huge. <clears throat> That's why it was built in 10 years. Yes. It's massive. But they were, they were so smart. They had running water from the aqueducts in Rome. Like there's, there's springs in Rome all over the place or they're like where the aqueducts are still being used and fresh water comes up is really good fresh water. And they did used... You, did you try it? Oh yeah. Oh. They, they just have fountains everywhere. You carry a water bottle around and you just get from the fountains and it's so good. Um, and, and they used like the speed and pressure of the water coming in from the aqueducts to force the water up through channels to the top of the Colosseum so that they had <clears throat> um, fresh running water for everybody that was there. Wow. <clears throat> um, and that's still cool. working? Yeah. Well, not in the Colosseum. The Colosseum okay. one is, is not working anymore. There is still running water in the Colosseum, but not, wow. not the fountains like they used to have. Um, so the emperor that built it, he, he used all these slaves to build it. And then, um, the, he was, it was nearing completion. Uh, the only thing that, so the, the whole grandstands and everything had been built, but the underground hadn't been built yet, which is like a network of, of, of trap doors and elevators that helped bring stuff. They like, they would stage stuff underneath the platform and then they would lift it up. So they would like put um, wild animals from around the world on this platform in the middle, and then they would like show like some trees from the area where the animal where, where the tigers came from, and then they would show they they'd shove a deer out there, and the tiger would eat the deer, and like people were, it was like a circus or a, or a zoo for people. It was super cool. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, so the the emperor knew that he was gonna die. He was sick. He knew that he was gonna die, and he wasn't gonna see it finished. And so he was like, stop the production. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take this thing, and before the underground is built, we're going to flood it and have have naval battles in it. Okay, yeah, I remember hearing that. And so they literally flooded it and had, had ships fighting each other while he was alive. He died, and they finished the construction. Wow. Um, but it was all done in 10 years. Super impressive. Wow. 
And that's then, pretty cool. Um, the last thing we did in Rome, which was probably my favorite experience of the whole trip, was we took a pasta making class from mm. from Rome's number one pasta chef. And so, or at least used to be self, number one. Self-declared uh, number no, one? No, at, no according to Z- Z- Zagat, Yelp. Uh, I forget what rating system it was. I don't know. Okay. But but this was years ago. He actually closed his pasta shop um, in, in, and is doing classes now. So, well, so You know what you should do? The French Press listeners would probably want to experience this. Oh, it'd be great. I think the best way to experience it, Jeff, would be for you to invite the French Press over, and then we can watch and help you make pasta and oh. record it and and share it with the listeners well we can do that sometimes it's, it's it's actually really easy to make pasta it was just it was just a very fun experience would you do you consider yourself a pastafarian yes wow i don't know okay. i've made pasta once since then so i don't know anyways and then our trip back mm. It was just riddled. It, we knew all the documents that we had to have, so it wasn't as bad because we were prepared. Uh, but our flight from... Okay, so so to get back to the U.S., you have to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours. Okay, within three days of, of, of arriving in the U.S. So we got our COVID test the day before we left so that we would have a day and a half or two, two days left <clears throat> to travel back. Uh, and it was, it was perfect. And so, like, the, the test would expire about 10 a.m. the day after we arrived in the U.S. But our flight coming, or flying from Rome to London, got delayed by about two and a half hours. Because the plane broke down and they had to fly another plane in instead. And so we got to London and we were like, we can make it, we can make it. And there was about half an hour till our our next flight would depart and we ran we ran 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 and then they have this like security checkpoint where you have to scan your boarding pass and they have a rule at that airport that you have to be there 40 minutes before your flight departs and we had missed it by about 15 or 20 minutes and so they said nope you can't go and so they tried to rebuck us on the next on a flight the next day. They were going to host us in London, you know, put us in a hotel and stuff. And they were like, "No, we can't do that because we wouldn't arrive in the U.S. in time, and we'd have to get retested. And how are we going to get retested? Because the U.K. is like locked down. Like, hmm. they're, they're they're treating their own people terribly. If if you travel from the U.K. to a red listed country and then back, you have to quarantine at your own expense at a hotel for ten days." It's and and you are not allowed to leave your room at all for any reason. How do you get food? They there's they deliver food to you, but there's like horror stories of people that get forgotten, like for for food. And there's literally like they'll order food on Uber Eats and tie their sheets together and lower it out the window aye, to aye, get aye. the Uber Eats. Like I'm sure those are the extremes, but it's, yeah. it was bad. Anyways, but they have COVID on those sheets. <clears throat> yep. How is that safe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, so we ended up taking a flight that was leaving in about an hour and flying to JFK. And we had a 24-hour layover. They couldn't find any flights from JFK to Chicago direct. So we flew to Indianapolis instead, but it was a 24-hour layover. So we had an unexpected, not really welcomed, but unexpected 
stay in New York for a whole day. So we got to see some cool stuff there and then return home and it was, it was all good. But so all these travel barriers, um, does it make you kind of, are you ready to do it again tomorrow or do you want to wait two years before you go to Europe or do serious traveling like that again? I won't go to Europe again until, until it's this COVID thing is at least, at least the process is seamless. Because, well, and we just found Fill out... Fill out your forms online. Oh. Word of advice. I have one other thing to tell. So, in Italy... Wait, wait, we wait. There, should we save this for next week? It's real quick. Oh. Well, but if we save it for next week, you would really drag it out. Milk it, Jeff. We still need to review the coffee and the biscotti. Sure. Okay, all right. So we got a special something next week from Jeff. <laughs> um... I already drink all my it's coffee. It's not worth waiting on. It's not worth <laughs> waiting right, on. Fine. Okay. I'll forget by next week that <laughs> I was going to sure. say it. So in Italy, they require you now to test, either be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test within, four, within the past 48 hours to get into a restaurant <clears> or um, or like museum or something Any kind like of public, public so you're place. you're like carrying around this medical record. It's a paper. It's just a paper. And but if you lose it, you can't get in anywhere. That got but put into place about halfway through the trip. <coughs> can they? Yeah, can they like attach it to you in any way? Or? Well, it, can they implant it? Yeah, right. Somewhere. If you live in Italy, you have it on your phone. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's like a, a digital thing on your. Why phone. Why would you just tape it on your forehead? Exactly. <laughs> That's and way now easier. Your phone dies. Public transportation, so it's even worse. So, uh, but while we were there, so we had to get tested. And we went and got tested, and we were like in a super hurry to get to our tour because the 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 pharmacy opened, and we had to be on our on our uh, bus boat bus in Venice about twenty minutes later. So we had a very limited time. And so we got there, we got tested, and we ran, and we got on our bus and caught it. And then we were like, I was like looking at these papers, like we was tested positive. And I was like, oh no. So we're going to have to quarantine for 10 days. Oh no. Now I have to re- rebook all our Airbnbs and, and I, I, I had no clue. I, yeah. I was like looking up Airbnbs to stay for 10 days. And I was like, this sounds weird because the doctor would have said something. Yeah. He would have said something and he didn't. And so we were like, you know what? We'll just, we'll just go back and or ask him what's going on. And sure enough, we called back later, and he was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I was in I was in a hurry to get you guys out of here." And so I, I just clicked, gave you a positive test. I clicked the wrong button by accident. I oh. clicked the wrong button. How did he even know? Because he he, he knew that there oh, was negative. So he knew the result, but when he was giving you the paperwork, he clicked the wrong button on the computer yeah. that printed it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So were you allowed to just? No, he just printed it out. Scribble it out. Oh. Anyways, that that was a big scare. So what would have happened if like? Uh, a police officer would have like seen your your positive COVID test. Would they have like well, dragged you off the jail? We technically didn't need it that day, oh. so they they would have had no reason to ask us for it. But yeah, oh. anyways, hmm. yeah, I need to I need to go. Yeah, I need. All to right. Go too. Well, what's our word of the week? Uh, word of the week is Venice. Uh, Layton, what? what's your what's your what's your star rating of this coffee? Uh, uh, from one out of five, I'd give it a Biscoff. A ten? Lotus. 
No, uh, I think it's pretty decent. I'll give it a, a solid four. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a three. Ruben's giving it a three. All right. This is a this is Cody Coffee Signal Peak. Yeah, the town of Cody, Cody, from. Wyoming. On our west trip, we okay. stopped at a coffee shop. Thanks, Cody. Home of lots of uh, bullfighting, bull riding. Really, R- riding of the bulls. Hmm. That's so, so interesting. Well, rode- rodeoing. Well, well, that's Ruben what it is. Was uh, in the land of uh, uh, riding of the bulls. Uh, Jeff was in the land of running with the. Bulls. That's Spain. No, it's but Spain. it's close. Yeah, Europe. All right. What was our word of the week again? Disc off. <laughs>